I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. Two-thirds of Americans report that they want their child to go to college to receive a four-year degree. But that percentage varies according to respondents' personal and political background. Among those with a four-year degree themselves, 88% report that they would prefer that their child receive one as well, as compared to just 54% of respondents without a college degree. Meanwhile, 75% of Democrats would prefer that their child earn a four-year degree, as compared to just 57% of Republicans. What's behind those differences in college aspirations? And could providing respondents with information on the costs and benefits of a four-year degree help to close them? Those questions were the focus of a series of experiments included in this year's Ednext Poll on School Reform, released on August 15th and available now at educationnext.org. I'm Marty West, Editor-in-Chief of Education Next, and joining me today to discuss the results of those experiments is Paul Peterson, the journal's senior editor and my co-author of an article on our website detailing the poll's findings. Paul, Thanks for, taking me the ti- uh, thanks for taking the time to talk again this week. Well, Marty, uh, thank you for uh, having me back on the podcast. Uh, I think this is a pretty interesting experiment that uh, we, we did, and uh, it's well worth spending some time uh, thinking through the results. So why don't you lay out the mechanics of the experiment itself and tell listeners a little bit about why we did it in the first place. Well, actually, this idea comes from our colleagues over at the University of Munich in Germany. They had said, look, we want to eliminate the gap between the low income and the high income, the less educated and the better educated segments of our society so that everybody is equally likely to go on to the university. And uh, maybe information will close this gap. And maybe it's just the lack of information on what can happen if you do go to a four-year college uh, that uh, could make the difference. Now, in Germany, they don't talk about two-year and four-year colleges. They talk about technical colleges and uh, academic uh, institutions. But here in the United States, the way to think about the same kind of issue is to think about the difference between junior college or community college on the one side and the four-year college or university on the other side. One goes to the associate's degree, one to the bachelor's degree. So keeping all that in mind, we did this experiment. We asked uh, everybody a question that says, uh, well, would you rather have your child go to the two-year college or the four-year college? It's worded more exactly than that, but that's the essence of it. Or neither. Or neither, sorry. And, and they, we give them a, the third option. So the question is, uh, what percentage will choose that four-year degree? And so we get the results that you've just reported, Marty. And, and then we also ask them, well, how many, uh, we also asked a group of, in our sample, a subgroup that was randomly selected, uh, what would you do knowing the earnings that you could get from a college degree? 
And the earnings differential is really quite substantial. It's $15,000. I think it's the difference between $61,000 and $46,000. So so this information comes from the college board, and we tell respondents before asking them about their preferences that students completing a four-year degree earn $61,400 each year over the course of their working lives, while those completing a two-year degree earn just $46,000. So that's the earnings experiment. So one experiment is earnings information as compared to nothing, no information at all. The second experiment is cost information because there's a big difference between the cost of junior college and a four-year degree on average across the country, uh, taking into account scholarships that are available and so forth. 14,000 bucks is roughly speaking the cost of a four-year degree per year and about half that is the cost of a two-year degree. Okay, it costs more, so we tell them that, and then we ask them which do they want, and that's, so that's our second experiment, and that, that data also comes from the college board. So then the third uh, uh, experiment, and really the decisive experiment, is we give them both. Okay, now you know both the costs and the earnings that you can expect. Uh, what now do you think your child should have? So. Okay, so what do we get? Well, you know, when we provide the earnings information, people generally will say, oh, yeah, 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 more money. I'll I'll go on to college. And if you give them the cost information, they'll say, oh, my God, I can't believe that. We're going to have to cut. (laughs) So we see, Uh, uh, for example, an increase for the sample as a whole from 67% to 75% who say they want a four-year degree if we tell them about the earnings benefits only. And conversely, if we provide them just the cost information, it drops from 66% to 70% uh, to 60% rather. So sort of roughly equal effect in either direction if we inform them or maybe it's just prime them with one piece of information rather than both. So it seemed like the fair thing to do was to give them both information. So it's this last experiment that we really uh, place the most weight on. And when you uh, do that and you're talking about better educated people, that is people who only who already have a four-year degree themselves, it has no effect uh, on their thinking. For but, the public as a whole, we find no effect as well. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, so 67% in the control group, 66% in the condition where they have both pieces of information. But the uh, really uh, big fact is that you don't close the gap between the less educated and the better educated by providing the information because providing the information, both kinds of information does not change the percentage of people from less educated backgrounds as to what they would want for their child. And we should say that we look at that by dividing the white respondents in our sample into two groups, those with a college degree and those without a college degree. Right, and it's also true if you look at the entire sample. Uh, (laughs) We've done that analysis now, uh, subsequent to publication of uh, what's available on the website. But so it's it's, uh, generally true. You can't see that this is having an effect. So these uh, disparities that I mentioned in college aspirations, 88% among those with a college degree, 54% among those without a college degree are not altered by the provision of both of these pieces of information. So that is exactly what they found in Germany. 
when they uh, did this uh, this study, and uh, they were so disappointed they gave up on the project because they thought that they had found the key to uh, changing the opportunity gap that exists in our societies, both Germany and the United States. So. Uh, we found the same thing. It was equally disappointing. Uh, but then we came across this uh, second finding, which has to do with Democrats and Republicans, which we would never have expected. And there we got some different results. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we almost missed this finding, I'll admit, uh, because I don't think we thought of this as a question on which we would expect partisan differences. In retrospect, looking back on it, though, there had been a bombshell finding from uh, a recent Pew survey, which said that for the first time ever, Republicans had sort of soured on the role of colleges and universities in American life, a uh, majority of them saying that they have a negative influence on American society. And so it does seem plausible that this would carry over into their uh, aspirations for their own child's education. And, you know, that's what we found when we looked at basic uh, expectations in the control group. As I mentioned in the introduction, 57% of Republicans wanted their child to complete a four-year degree as against 75% of Democrats. So a uh, pretty big gap there. And what was most striking to me was that this gap uh, is effectively closed when you provide both pieces of information. Uh, with both pieces of information, exactly 66% of both groups same as the overall sample, uh, want their child to complete a four-year degree. So and you never get that in polling. You, <laughs> never, you never get the exact same percentage for the two groups that you're comparing. Even if they're roughly the same, you know, it's always two percentage points different. We got 66% of Democrats and 66% of Republicans saying they would like to have their child uh, pursue a, a, a bachelor's degree, a four-year degree, uh, after they've been provided with information. All right, so... Despite the fact that beforehand, <laughs> there was this huge disparity. So what do we make of this? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some of this is just uh, when people are asked this question without any information, they let the current political conversation affect their thinking. And, and we know that Donald Trump has been on the... Uh, campaign trail, both before the election and even after the election, saying junior college is the way to go. And uh, the Secretary of Transportation was saying good jobs are available for those who go to a junior college. So that's been explicitly stated. At the same time, the Democrats are saying we will pay for a free four-year college degree if you go to a public university. So, well, but, you know, some Democrats are pushing free college uh, at the four-year level. Um, much more common, though, is to call for community college. To well, be the, the, the Democrats free. are for both, yeah. uh, but the Republicans are definitely not for both. And so it may have a bigger effect on Republicans than Democrats, except that we see that when the Democrats see the cost differential, they become much less enthusiastic about the four-year degree. So. Republicans don't react to the cost differential so much. They don't react at all. In fact, their college aspirations increase a bit with the cost information, which suggests that maybe they had overestimated what it would cost to complete a four-year degree. The Democrats, it has a huge uh, negative effect if you tell them just about costs. 
So, you know, I actually think these are good results because I think we would like people in their personal lives not to be making their decisions on the basis of political affiliation. We'd like to have them thinking about their child. And I don't think either one of us feel that a four-year degree is better than a junior college degree or community college degree for everybody. Some people are going to want that technical degree, and it's going to lead to something that they want in life. And I think this every decision has to be a personal decision. We, we aren't all cut from the same uh, 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 cookie cutter. So yeah, it, this is not an endorsement of the four-year degree over the junior college degree, but it is an appeal to the American public, be, be sensible. and. Uh, and don't let your politics get in the way. And, and we're finding out that when it really comes down to it and they have the information, they do let the politics uh, go. And more broadly, though, I think this finding that at least the sources of information that we were able to provide respondents in this survey don't dramatically affect aspirations of the public as a whole is noteworthy because I think there's been a lot of speculation that providing better information about the costs and uh, benefits of going to college could really change um, the picture dramatically. Um, and our results would suggest that at least providing information about averages, maybe that the public already has an intuitive understanding of, of what those are. And it's easy to see why information-based interventions would be attractive to policymakers. It's easier to provide information than it is to address other potential barriers uh, in the college process. But um, at least at the overall level, uh, it doesn't seem that that would make much of a difference, though it would narrow a gap along party lines, I guess. I guess that would be a good thing, though. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it should be said that there's a lot of literature out there that says that information differences do make a lot of, uh, well, can have a lot of impact. Mm -hmm. uh, Caroline Huxby did a very well-known study which showed that for at least elite students from low-income backgrounds, providing them information about how much it would cost to a uh, highly selective university, an Ivy League place, for example, uh, can have uh, dramatic effects on their uh, applying to these places. So, I'm, you know, I don't think we should draw from this any conclusion that information about specific opportunities to specific groups cannot have big effects. We're just sort of saying that probably the public as a whole out there knows pretty much what is going on in general, and much more targeted interventions are the appropriate ones. And of course, personalized information would look very different. For low-income students who are college-ready, uh, it often costs much less than it does the average student to attend a four-year school because of merit-based aid, need-based aid, and the like. And so we can't say from this how making that type of information broadly available in a personalized way would affect uh, parents' college aspirations or the aspirations of students themselves, which is the other thing that we're abstracting away from a bit here. Uh, we're asking parents rather than the ones who, at the end of the day, ultimately play at least a important role in the decision. Yeah, no, I think all that is true. I mean, we don't want to overinterpret these results. It's still interesting to know that uh, there is a language for politics and a language for real life out there. Well, uh, thanks, Paul, for uh, helping to design the experiment and make sense of it. And thanks for being with me to talk about it today. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Ednext Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And if you have a minute, please let us know what you think of the show by writing a review.